<gasps> Somebody damage. pooped in the pool. <laughs> <sighs> Welcome, everyone, and pull up a seat at the table. It's lunchtime in Rome. Tonight's episode 204, entitled Postpartum Depression. Tonight, we welcome Emily Tappy to the table. She will be helping us understand how to recognize and survive postpartum depression through her very own experience. We are very blessed by her courage and willingness to share. Keep in mind, tonight's topic is emotional as we discuss depression, suicide, and hopelessness. Pull up a seat at the table and join us. First-time listeners and subscribe on your favorite podcast app or watch us live or later at youtube.com at lunchtime in Rome. Visit us at www.lunchtimeinrome.com. While there, you can take our relational needs questionnaire. Make sure to follow us on all social media, and it would be great if you give us a five-star review. Jay, what specifically is this podcast about? Being alone is the worst. Good times aren't as good and bad times are worse when you're all alone. Romans 12.15 says to rejoice with those who rejoice, mourn with those who mourn. That is how you keep people from being alone and what this podcast is all about. We demonstrate that in the first 15 minutes of the podcast and we talk about it for the rest. So while it may not be 12.15 in Rome, we're treating it like it is lunchtime in Rome. 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 Eric's (laughs) on the, uh, he's on tech tonight. Where he likes to be. He's fixing the echo that I hear in Amy's voice and a little bit of mine. Yeah. Appreciate that. Um, ladies, Rachel's Hi. with us tonight. Hello. Amy Hammond is on the mic. And Emily Tappy, like we said, is with us. <laughs> Hello. What's Yay. been going on, ladies? Ah, uh, um, Just regular everyday stuff. I don't know. Nothing crazy busy, but been doing a lot of work outside. I know you weren't outside. Just my favorite thing. I know I wasn't. Well, it was raining. Uh, (laughs) And getting ready for vacation. I'm excited. Very looking forward to all that. Have the deer been leaving your stuff alone? Yes, because I have to spray stinky spray. Oh, that stuff is stinky. (laughs) It smells like raw eggs, and it's disgusting. And like I try to do, I do it at night. Actually, my neighbor's out there doing it right now. So if you smell anything, that's what it is. (laughs) It's your flowers. But it's the only way to keep them away. Otherwise, they will they will destroy everything <laughs> and all your hard work and mm-hmm. Bella, for nothing. Bella yeah. has sprinkled our flower beds with Irish Spring in the hopes that it would keep the deer away. I saw all that. Right. It, it did not. for a while. Was, uh, well, it got yeah. washed away. So then the deer uh, ate my flowers right. anyway. <sighs> and for the first time ever, yeah. they ate. I have three hot pepper plants in my driveway on you know in in pots, and it's been at least ten years. That I've planted them and they never eat the hot peppers. Yeah. Till this year. <laughs> huh. Every bud. Every one oh of them. My yeah. Gosh. There's gonna be some Bernie deer poop, right? <laughs> yeah, but even like remember when the raccoons ate Trey's chemo diapers? Yes. I thought oh that was good. Gosh. Then I thought we were gonna look out and see the wow. raccoons like glowing in the dark, like <laughs> oh you can't be seen. <laughs> and they still came back. They still came oh, back. Yes. They were stronger. Gosh. Yeah, they were radioactive. It was terrible. <laughs> yeah. I have to do this once a week, like in peak season. Otherwise, Ugh. yeah, it's, is it's it a, a spray. Pain. It is like I get one of those big sprayers that you pump and mm-hmm. yeah. That's like a really big concentrate and it's expensive. It's like the cheapest is three eighty. It's a, and it's wow. like twenty twenty six bucks. Oh, like a oh, 380 think, auction. 380 auction. Yeah. I was like 380 yeah. bucks. Yeah. You can get a huge like five gallon one for over $200 though, which actually my neighbor and I were like, maybe Jeez. we should just split it. And then, yeah, yeah. anyway. 
Yikes. <laughs> it's a whole thing. <laughs> but my neighbor feeds them. So it's like oh. then they'll use mm-hmm. our yard for a bathroom. So it's another thing. Like I try to keep deer out of the yard. I don't like the ticks and blah, blah, you know, mm-hmm. stuff. So. Ticks? Yeah. Hey, I'm, what, it's been like. Never had a tick, knock on wood. I've only had like <laughs> three this spring. Wow. <laughs> it's Jeez. been like two weeks. Yeah. But I'm like on a two week stretch without. That makes me nervous. Yeah. You got to get them early. Yeah. (laughs) Rachel, my love. Yes. What's up? What's new with you since the last time you were on the podcast? (laughs) Um, My school year is finally done. Summer is in full swing in our chilly 60 degree couple days here. (laughs) Um, We just got back from. Being away. The vacation before the vacation, we like to call it. Yes. Where did you go? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Slippery Rock. Hermitage (laughs) PA for one night and a disc golf course that killed me two years ago. So I had to get revenge on Uh it. And I played better. I still could have played even better. But she was, you know, Rachel is, you disc golf, you're not a disc golfer. Right. So she's playing and like second hole, she takes a sweatshirt off and, and it just so happens we were right by the car and she's like, well, I might need it later. And I'm like, honey, it's not going to get any colder <laughs> unless clouds come in and we get a nice mist of rain <laughs> and about a 20 mile an hour wind yeah. to which she said, name one other woman, you know, that would do this with you. And That's I said, honey, right. I said they would all kill to be you right now. No, it was. And they're saying that poor woman. It was yeah. pretty cold. <laughs> You better feed me a good dinner later. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, and why don't you tell them about your dinner later in Slippery Rock? My spinach chartichoke dip (laughs) that had gluten in it, so you could not have any. All yours. Yes. And And? big old (laughs) meatball hoagie. Ooh, delicious. Yum. (laughs) She was. Oh, it was so great. Is that a victory dinner? Chow down. Yes. (laughs) And then I was asleep like a half an hour later. (laughs) I bet. Yeah, but we we stayed at our first bed and breakfast. We've oh, never yeah, done that right. before. We've done Airbnb. We've done mini cabins. We've done mm-hmm. certainly hotels, both nice and very not nice. Mm. But it was our first bed and breakfast that was what ninety five percent great. Yes, oh, I was going to say. Was, and last time at the bed and breakfast, maybe, <laughs> maybe yeah. it was a little mm-hmm. awkward, right? Because mm-hmm. it was so quiet, and it was just mm-hmm. you feel like you're in somebody else's house. And then at breakfast, we went in and. They serve breakfast at nine, and there's just one dining room table. And so we sat down it's and like a cruise. Oh. Ordered. <laughs> yeah. And then, of course, another couple came mm-hmm. in and sat right next to you. Yes. yes. Do you mind yes. if we sit next to you? We do. Oh. Yes. <laughs> we do. Very much. That's the whole table. Please sit somewhere oh, yeah, else. Yeah, no. Eric's laughing. He already knows what I'm thinking. <laughs> <laughs> but how about this? First of all, the guy said he graduated from high school, and, and it turns out he lives in Verona. Yeah. But in 1970, which is 19 years before I did, which means he's 19 years older than I am. Yeah. And I would have put him at like maybe 70. Oh, I guess that is the only 71. I did bad math earlier. <laughs> I thought so. I just didn't want to say anything. <laughs> but still, for 71, he looked really good. Um, and the only thing I will add to our update or my update. <laughs> Was the first night we went to, which we love to do, go to like this podunk middle of nowhere bar, mm. which we go in and we make a left into what we think is the bar. But there's a pool table and a bar they're not using and like a couple storage boxes and like a juke, not even a jukebox, poker machines. And we're like, well, this isn't the bar. And so we go down this hallway. Well, there's the bathrooms. Make a left. Go down another hallway. Make a right. There's the bar, which was a normal huh. sized bar with like four tables and so we got our drinks, 
went back and shot pole in a room by ourselves for about a half hour. Played pretty darn good for us. Nice. It's amazing. <laughs> Happened to win both games I did. <laughs> but then we go back and we wanted to get something to eat. And so Rachel got her pretzel bites. I got my wings. And we started talking to the bartender because he had stars on his T-shirt. You started talking yeah. to the bartender. <laughs> well, that's kind of a given. But he then brings up that we somehow mentioned that she works at the school for the deaf. And so he said, hey, do you want a dog? And he shows us a picture. And he said it was a deaf dog and that he rescues dogs. And he got into this long story. Eric, I'm really loud in my ears right now. If you could turn me down just a little bit, that'd be great. And so we, you know, we're talking to him and we couldn't figure out if he was hitting on Rachel or if he was hitting on me or he was just a sweet, nice guy. Mm-hmm. So I gave him my number. <laughs> he did he's like oh nobody comes gosh. in here i needed to talk to well, somebody <laughs> he had talked about how he's come to pittsburgh before and he needs people to sit dogs because i told him i'm never getting another dog mm-hmm. until they cost nothing to maintain nothing to acquire and they never die mm-hmm. so, so never I, I wrote dog sitter i didn't write like for a good time <laughs> i'm done doing that with bartenders i'm telling you that's that is not what I do with Rachel. All right. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Some other time, maybe. But, <laughs> hey, so Emily oh, Tappy, formerly Emily Piccolino, is yes. with us. Um, before we, we start talking about anything else, how are you? How's your life? What's your summer look like? I'm good. Um, I don't work, praise the Lord, right now. So <laughs> my summer is with my kids, and it's baseball. And you have how many kids? Work. Just two. <laughs> Two boys. Just two. (laughs) No, I mean like just two. Like two's a lot. (laughs) Yeah. Some days it can be. Some days it's not. But yeah. But we're we're baseball every weekend. Much to my husband's uh, approval. Oh, I was going to (laughs) say. You weren't going to say chagrin. No, never. You've been married how long to Matt? Uh, Next month is 15 years. What? Mm -hmm. Wow. I was a baby. I was 22. Aww. I was a babe. Mm-hmm. You were there. 15 years. <laughs> I was there. Yeah. Gosh. I know. And your kids are how old? Uh, Brody's 10. Blake is seven. Aww. Seven and a half. Yeah. Babes. You're uh, a boy mom. I know. <laughs> I know. And so it's baseball all the time. Do you guys have a pool? We do not. <laughs> do you no. go to a pool or do you not a pool fan? Yeah, we go. No, we go. Where do you go? We do. Oh, uh, we really like Vandergrift Pool. Vandergrift Pool? It's a hike. But it's fun. It's unfortunately closed right now. I guess they had some kind of <gasps> Somebody damage. pooped in the pool. <laughs> oh. No, it's Already? been closed. They haven't even opened yet. There was um, some damage and they have to get get it fixed. It's not going to be open until July. Oh. Was there vandalism? But- oh, God. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> Vander- <laughs> uh, no. Uh, and your dad's okay? Yeah, he's fully retired. Loving it. Formerly of Crescent Gardens Floral. Mm-hmm. Mark Piccolino. So family's good. Everybody's all right. Yeah, we're good. Your brother survived. His first season is uh, Ben Hill's volleyball coach. I think barely. Yeah. He didn't get called into the athletic office once. No, he and Steph are pretty cool, though. Yeah. What? Do you think I wasn't cool with Steph? Mm, Give it time, I guess. Yeah. Will probably. I mean, he. it's good, though. It's good growth for him. Sure. It really is. He's he's a big boy now. (laughs) Oh, he is what, 30? He's 33. Yeah. 33. Oh, mm-hmm. gosh. 
You guys sorry, are my brainer. That just, you're sorry. still kids. I know. And 15 <laughs> in. Listen, there are days where I'm like, wait, I'm, thir- I'm really 37? Wow. That's a big number. I know. It's close to 40. Yeah. Listen. Hey. <laughs> I know. Pipe sorry. down over I had there. my daughter sorry. two weeks before I turned 37. So yeah. just think about that. You prayed for that. I did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't. I mean, God bless you. I can't imagine <laughs> well, having a kid right yeah. now. Mm-hmm. Golly. Neither <laughs> do we. Uh-huh. This is true. Yeah. <laughs> well, but that's maybe a good segue because, you know, I made the joke. I said, well, you prayed for this because, I mean, Maggie was their miracle baby. Yeah. And they'd given up and there was no uh. hope. And different people over the years when they've had difficulties raising a child because turns out not easy. Mm-mm. You know, they say, hey, remember, you prayed for this. It's like, hey, <laughs> hey, uh, shut up twice. Still be. Here's yeah, a little podcast called way. Lunchtime in Rome. Right. That we're going to teach you how to emotionally <laughs> respond when somebody is struggling. Right. Right. Yeah. But uh, what I'm excited about, which is a weird way to put it, but <laughs> with tonight's podcast is the three of you all have your own stories. And yours is, is probably, to me, um, uh, the most poster child for that and your courage and, and faith mm-hmm. and your desire to be here. So why don't you just give a little, I mean, you gave us a background on your family. Okay. Um, just sort of tell your story. Like, sure. what do you, what are you here to say and, and what sure. can we learn? Sure. Um, so I was somewhat in the same boat as her. I tried to have my first baby for two and a half years. Um, I was told I had PCOS, which is polycystic ovarian syndrome. Um, I had a miscarriage during that time as well, which adds to all of the mm-hmm. <laughs> lovely emotions. Um, but I had Brody, and that was 10 years ago. Um, I think with him, it was more just the baby blues. It was just getting used to, oh, I'm a mom. I'm not going to sleep. This, you know, mm-hmm. I have to take care of this baby all the time. Matt goes back to work after a week. Mm. And that's oh, it. That's man. all men get. Yeah. Um, luckily, my family is, they're all within 10 miles of me, which is nice. Mm-hmm. And Matt's family too. So they were there to help me and get me through that. Um, with Blake, my second one, it was a plan C-section because I had had one with Brody. Um, and so I think, thinking about that, I think it's, Okay, my body was nowhere near ready to have this baby. Mm-hmm. The doctor made the appointment. I went in and had the surgery, and it was just like, well, okay, we're going to take this baby from you. And my body just went, mm. whoa, mm. what mm. happened? Because my – I mean, I knew that it was not going to be easy having a baby and then still having a two-and-a-half-year-old mm. to take care of at the mm-hmm. same time. Gosh. Again, Matt was with, with me for a week and Ugh. then went back to work. Um, and then mm. so – which you're not even near recovered oh. at that. Like, no, you're you not can't even there like two months. Yeah, you can't even like right. pick anything up at that point. No, especially mm-hmm. with the C-section. C-section. Yes. I wasn't. I couldn't lift my couldn't lift Brody. Right, who was two and a half, and to try and explain things like I can't really help you as much as I want to to a two and a half year old. Uh, right, it's hard. And he yeah. luckily was like so easy. He was my easiest baby by far. But yeah, just I kind of told myself for maybe a month and a half like okay it's just my body it's just my emotions my hormones it'll go back to normal <clears throat> after a month and a half it did not mm-hmm. and it Blake was not Blake my second one was not sleeping well either so I wasn't sleeping well 
And then Matt was working full time. I still had Brody to take care of. And I just was not getting <clears throat> what I needed. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't even know if I had slept fully, if that would have helped with my hormones. But <clears throat> that's what it was. Mm-hmm. And I got to the point, <clears throat> I think it was probably about the two-month mark, where I was just crying all the time. Mm. Even in front of my two-and-a-half-year-old, I was like, he's not going to remember this. I don't care. I'm just going to cry. I was home by myself all day. My mom would come when she could. She still works to this day, so she wasn't able to come a lot. Mm. Um, And I remember telling Matt, I don't want to be here. Mm. I can't do this. Wow. I can't. I don't. And he goes, yes, you can. Mm. You're going to call your doctor tomorrow and and tell him every single thing. That is on your mind. Mm -hmm. I don't care. I'll go with you. Mm -hmm. You have to do it. And I did. Wow. And looking back, I mean, you say a lot of things when you're in your emotions and you're you're Mm -hmm. hormonal. I would have not gone through with it. But mentally, that's where I was. Mm -hmm. I just didn't. I didn't want to take care of the boys anymore. I didn't want to take care of myself. Um, And so I met with the doctor and he was like. This is so common. Don't ever be afraid Hmm. or embarrassed to talk about it. And he prescribed me, I think, Zoloft. It was like the minimal amount that you can take. And it really, really did help. Yeah. I took it for, I think, three months, three or four months. And then I kind of weaned myself off of it and kind of slowly started to feel like myself. Wow. How long had you been, you know, for the fact that you finally said that to Matt, Mm. Wasn't the first time you thought it. No. And so how, for lack of a better term, like to me, that's what grieves you know, all of it grieves in my heart. But like mm. the number of times you had nothing left mm-hmm. and didn't say anything. Mm-hmm. Like, was it the whole time? Was it, did it get worse? You know, did it ramp up? Like what made you finally say it to him? Or was, were you just finally done? I think, yeah, I just don't think I could just hold it in anymore. And I, luckily I knew Matt would not brush it off or say okay just get over it like Mm -hmm. he would fully understand and support me so i think that's why i was just like can't i can't hold it anymore Mm. so yeah yeah it's it's hard it's tough i get you don't you don't want to even say it to yourself and admit to yourself that you're having those thoughts but i think once you get it out especially with someone you feel Mm -hmm. safe with Mm -hmm. not just a random person not just Mm -hmm. to whoever so I was going to ask, did you, do you, did you like and trust your doctor? Like, did you feel? I really did. Okay. Yeah. He, he delivered both of my sons. Um, and I, yeah, I really did. Good. I did trust him. And he actually, after my second one at those appointments was like, please let me know. Hmm. If you feel like you do a questionnaire also right. after every appointment, but he would always like vocalize Please let me know if, because it is so common. And I think it's, people don't talk about it. Right. People don't want to talk about it. Absolutely. It's, it's not fun to talk about, obviously. But I think that that's also important that you liked and felt like you could trust your doctor. Like yeah, if you absolutely. felt like, Ugh. right. Cause. Oh yeah. We had a weird experience well, with. Yes. <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> yes, we did. We shared the same. Well, for a minute, right? Yeah. What's his name? Well, well we won't we say, won't say name, it. But he was not great. Like I would not have called him to say like oh, hey i'm no. dealing with this stuff oh, my gosh, you know what no. i mean like no 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 <laughs> what about sandy blazer 
I don't think she never saw her. Oh, what about you? Yeah. Okay. But yeah. I'm just saying, like, right. that's also part of it that you could feel uncomfortable. Because yeah. he was very minimizing and just, like, brushed mm-hmm. things off. Like, just even <sighs> during labor. Yeah, no. <laughs> and he wore a lot of rings. During labor? Yes. Oh. Yeah, it was. Yeah, that was a rough. It was weird. It was rough. He didn't deliver a thing. Maybe God. you should give out his name so people don't. Know. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! I wonder if he's still practicing. I don't even know. He could have maybe practicing. taken off his rings before. Right. <gasps> I mean, I could not have nail polish on when I went to have a baby. Mm-hmm. How was he wearing rings? Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's a very good like point. I was told to take yes, off my yeah. nail polish. Yeah. I might be jumping the gun, but yeah. when you talked about seeking attention to your doctor like i feel in general that whole thing needs to change like oh well you're gonna have this baby and we'll see you in six to eight weeks or whatever the follow-up is like Mm -hmm. you totally need follow-up way sooner than that Mm -hmm. not just physically but like in my opinion like there should be several like recommend rent i agree especially especially after your first yes like absolutely when we had joe and they we were being discharged from the hospital i'm like well now what we're taking this baby yeah, home. I still can't believe what, they gave him what, what are we going to do with him? Like, I didn't mm-hmm. know. I know. And then you get home and you're like, eh, now what? Like, right. somebody should definitely be calling to check in and say, right. Like, right. are you okay? You know, like. Mm-hmm. Well, there was have- so much pride. Like, during pregnancy, I was, there like, was, yes. like, a monthly call. Or, like, all of that. But mm-hmm. then after the aftercare. Even, right. Mm-hmm. Even in recovery in the hospital, I feel like I could get better. There's just so many things I, I would. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm wished was more available or well, you think i mean yeah. they you have to take the baby in like six days after yeah. the baby's born right. why shouldn't you have that's right the same yeah the there's same a questionnaire thing. at every like well check for the baby but sometimes you're so focused on that baby and making sure they're gaining weight yeah. and mm-hmm. they're doing all that they need to do of course you that's you know you're putting yourself second of course did you mm-hmm. have to fill out a questionnaire like that mm-hmm. oh okay yeah I mean, I, I remember. Was like, did I really read it? <laughs> you know, there's times I'm like, do you really read? Like, what? You know, like, like you want to write down, like, I see aliens at night, and just see if they, yeah, could, you know, right. call you and say, yeah. what about the aliens? Like, oh, <laughs> right, that's that. true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. They kind of just look. They probably look for certain ones that you would check. If mm-hmm. you don't, they're probably like, okay, yeah. Well, and they I think don't need it. Emily, part of your story that's so interesting that I think people don't talk about enough in this kind of conversation is. I mean, I, I'm sorry you had a miscarriage. That's mm. terrible. But that really messes up your hormones for a long time. It and people does. don't talk about how do you, we get those back into balance before trying to be pregnant yeah. again. Like mm-hmm. that's a serious absolutely imbalance. Well, let alone the grieving. Like, yeah. Right. You know, we, we didn't experience that, but the uh, a miscarriage, but I'm pretty sure being, you know, Nobody grieves correctly, pretty much anything, <laughs> let alone mm. a miscarriage. You know, it's sort mm. of like, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but like you hear like, oh, I know my sister had two and oh, you'll be okay. Like they go right to encouragement, mm-hmm. like just general people. And oh, it's it's perfectly normal. You'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Like, do, do, do you know what I just put into? Which it's sad that it is somewhat normal. Mm-hmm. Like I, I'm pretty mm. sure one out of four pregnancies will end in abortion. Oh, dear. That's a different podcast. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. In a miscarriage. Yes. Yeah. And I don't I don't think that people realize that. Yes. And 
I mean, people, people have shame. multiple miscarriage. Right. Oh, yeah. There's like, no discussion about it. People don't talk. Mm-mm. Like, I think that's the thing. Like, people just kind of think that they, they shouldn't share that for mm-hmm. some reason. Like, it's just kind of like almost for me, it was I, I too had a miscarriage and it was almost mm-hmm. like shameful because it's like, well, your body doesn't work mm-hmm. because I too had PCOS mm. and yeah, so I was already in that mindset. So yeah. then this happens and then it's yeah. like, oh, well, of course, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. so yeah, it. It met really can mess with your head. But to Absolutely. your point, Emily, you said, you know, that it is f- so common. Mm-hmm. That's kind of my point that there's many people going through just because it's common doesn't mean it doesn't dramatically impact you. Absolutely. You know, yes. I, I always say that your wedding day and when you give birth to a child, they're the two most special things you can do in the in this world. There's no other wedding day like your wedding day. Mm-hmm. There's no other wedding day. And it's the most special thing you can do, and yet the most common thing you can do. People have been married in every culture mm-hmm. for as long as time exists. Mm-hmm. Everyone who has ever been on Earth uh, was born. <laughs> but yet, it's so specific to you. And so, the loss is still so traumatic. And, like, do you hear of miscarriage support groups? Like, maybe a, a fertility clinic mm-hmm. has a flyer mm-hmm. or something. Yeah. It's kind of like you have to kind of go really searching for it right. kind of thing, you know? Yeah, there definitely could be more support for that. Rachel, you, when we were talking about this earlier, you and I, you know, you sort of gave the background because I think it's important with what you said with, you know, Brody. It was like, okay, it was hard to have a kid. Yep, that's tough. And then with Blake, mm-hmm. it was like, oh, no, this is different. Mm-hmm. And, and Rachel, you sort of touched on the three different childbirths we had. Mm-hmm. And that's the other thing we. to remember <laughs> is, is that every pregnancy can have a different effect. Mm-hmm. Like you said, you oh, were. Oh, yeah. You know, you didn't feel that way after your first, but after your or sometimes people can feel that after their first, but not after mm-hmm. their third. Um, and I think the symptoms, which we can touch on even more later, like, so after I had Joe, and I didn't even realize that this was, was what it was, but at night I would, I was talking in my sleep. Like he mm-hmm. would wake me up like, what's wrong? Like, or I would be talking and he would come in and he thought I was laying on the baby because who am I talking to? So he would freak out (laughs) and be looking for the, and and I would like lash out in my sleep and like smack him around a little bit. And that I didn't realize it at the time, but those are symptoms of postpartum depression because I don't normally do that. And Mm. I didn't realize it at the time. And then Hmm. after Bella, it was pretty bad. So we had two, Mm. two big dogs, big mom and Dr. Knowledge. Um, RIP. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Those and great names, by the way. <laughs> yeah. They were good dogs. They're one and a half great dogs. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Joe was two when Bella was born. I mean, they're almost exactly two years apart. Mm-hmm. And so two big dogs, two babies. Mm-hmm. He was working, coaching, ministry. I couldn't With do a that. highly variable schedule. Right. Like he yeah. could be gone until 11 o'clock at yeah. night. And I yeah. couldn't do it. I was crying all the time. Mm-hmm. And for me, I wanted, I didn't do it, but I wanted to hurt the dogs. Like, because mm, yeah. as soon as you get a baby right. down for a nap and they start barking yeah. at the mailman uh-huh. or something, and I was like, right. mm-hmm. either the dogs need to go or you need to be here 24 hours a day because I can't, I, yeah. I just can't do it. And, so um, also after Bella, I had to have, I don't even know if you remember this, I had to have a follow-up <laughs> procedure. He already says he doesn't know what it is. <laughs> I had to have a very uncomfortable follow-up procedure Aww. and just... You know, and for me in my brain, like after we had Joe and people coming to visit, I felt like 
the house had to be perfectly clean. The laundry had to be put away. The dog fur had to be swept up. And I was just doing too much. Whereas, Mm -hmm. like, if you have a good friend coming over, they shouldn't care if you have a laundry basket. Mm -hmm. But in my brain, I was like, oh, everything has to be perfect. I have to look like I have it all together. And then the same thing with Bella. But then when I had to have that procedure, I mean, you made a note and put it on the front door. Mm Because the way we live our lives, like, people just pop over, like, unannounced. And he just put a. We're note. not encouraging that even now, just so you right. know. <laughs> <laughs> right. But he put a note on the door saying, you know, thank you so much for stopping by, but we really need our rest. And so mm-hmm. maybe call and we'll set up a time to get together or something. Um, and then after Trey, I mean, I was fine. Like, and I think. So crazy. Yeah. But I think also. <laughs> kind of Like ironic. you kind of touched on like sleep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sleep is just vital. Like. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're not stringing together more than an hour or two at a time, yeah, like woof, right. that's <laughs> can't function. At yeah. All. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. And Amy, how was your experience after Maggie was born? Uh, so I remember Rachel. I was probably six or seven months pregnant, saying to me, "You know, you're you're gonna have this tiny human that's gonna require everything of you and never thank you in return." And and like I knew still that. hasn't. And, you know, <laughs> and I knew that, but it, like, it just really sunk in. But then, you know, once it happens, well, and first of all, again, she was a miracle and, you know, labor and delivery were pretty, oh, it was fine. I mean, for the first time, but mm-hmm. like, I had a pretty bad tear, like, just like third degree tear. So I was oh. really sore, like, physically hurt. It, it was, it was rough. She lost a pound and we getting John almost jaundice and like the first, you know, appointment. It was so that was just like, I, I remember just sobbing like this, like shaking in, mm-hmm. in the pediatrician's office because like I was just so wait. Well, wait. And then I was, I was mad at myself because I like forgot like a, a, a bottle or a diaper to bring. Like, it, you know, you just start braining yourself up, like, you know, so and then probably it was like probably a month in, I was starting to have nightmares of Eric dying mm. and. Not ever like Maggie dying or or wanting me to me to harm her. It was it was him. Like I had this this huge just. It was mm-hmm. just so scary, and I would have racing thoughts. Like just it was just totally not me. And I remember standing in the kitchen with Eric, and I was like, I'm not okay. And I was like, what are you seeing for me? Like, you know, like, what are you know what I mean? Like, no, are you I seeing know. me as I just like know a different the two of you? And I know poor Eric in that know? moment. He's like, <laughs> I'm not just saying, I'm not just saying. Uh, the, exactly what I'm supposed to be seeing, yeah. honey. <laughs> I think that's what scared me the most was the nightmares. That's what really got me. Sure. Like, okay, this is not, I've never had nightmares Aww. ever. And then, um, yeah, he was like, no, you're, you're definitely not your best self and he meant that lovingly and i said no i i i need to be okay so you guys can be okay so yeah i went to my pcp Mm -hmm. and um i think i held it all in and she's known my story so she's been with me for several years so she's known the whole story so when she walked in i just wept Mm -hmm. and just and she's like oh my gosh like are you okay you know and we talked and i said there's something wrong, but I need I need somebody to help me sort this out. And she's just like thinking so often. I was like, yeah. okay, and you know. And then she's like, would you consider counseling? And I said, yes, I'm totally open to that. Mm-hmm. Um, so they actually had a counselor on site at this office, and so I I did set up an appointment. It ended up just not being a good fit. Mm. Yeah, I just kind of felt like she was saying things like trying to relate to me, like, oh, well, my sister has kids, and here, like, Mm-mm. trying to just like 
relate to me mm-hmm. and oh it's just you know mindful and for you know um what was she saying like mindful thoughts like put put some good thoughts in your head and i was like this isn't not what i was right. expecting so i i knew and i was like i can't you know so i didn't go back to her and i went to another place that some other people had recommended and it was the most amazing thing i had ever done oh, like good. it was phenomenal um i would meet her at eight o'clock at night so she's a mom too. So like Maggie would be in bed. He's here. I could go. I actually looked forward to it. Like mm-hmm. it was like once a week. I was, it was kind so of like nice. my time. And, you know, so it was, I first went in saying, I don't know who I am. Like mm-hmm. I just didn't know who I was anymore. I was mm-hmm. like, I still feel like I'm the old pre Maggie, but now I'm a mom. And I, I, how do I mold these two worlds? And become a different person. I am a different person. And plus, you know, she was a miracle and all this thing. And I didn't want to put her on a pedestal. And it was just so much going on. Mm-hmm. Like, so it was, it was a lot, like pretty intense. Like I went through therapy probably about eight, eight or nine months. It's good though. Yeah. And it, it was, yeah, I actually missed her sometimes. Like, nah. I need to go back to her sometimes, you know, but. But like, are you pregnant um, again? You're like, no, yeah, I no, just no. want to talk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. And she, she, that was, she was very relatable. She also had kids but it was she would say things in a way that not like the other therapist did like uh well let me tell you what my sister did like who had kids and it, it just i don't know we were a very good fit and she even said the first day of therapy she said you may find it a month we're not a good fit and that's okay mm-hmm. i don't want you to be mad i'm here sure. for you and to for you i'm here to work myself out of a job is basically what she said Aww. she said so you tell mm-hmm. me mm-hmm. and my job is to find someone that's a good fit but we ended up being a very good fit that's great. yeah so yeah. So it's, yeah, it was a crazy time and, and definitely the medication helped. And mm-hmm. uh, of course, leaning on my girlfriends who, you know, like Absolutely. you guys are moms, but I am a little like their kids are older. So of course mm-hmm. you guys were in the thick of it and you guys were very supportive, but sometimes I felt there was a disconnect and it was just because of, mm-hmm. you know, your kids are older. Yeah. Sure. Different and, phases of life. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So it was good to reach out and get the help I needed and. Absolutely. Yeah. Emily, you mentioned the medication, but did you get mm-hmm. any counseling? I did not. Um, I'm trying to think if that was ever, I mean, ironically, I have a psych degree. Um, so I have thought about it in the past. I don't know if it was ever brought up to me mm-hmm. by my doctor or anything. Um, but no, I did not have any. So no you mentioned with, with Brody that, you know, I had the baby blues mm. and then with, Blake, this was, this was different. (laughs) And and Rachel, you talked about the three different, you know, experiences you had for people that are, uh, women who have had children. How do you know the difference? You know, that what is normal? Mm -hmm. What is, what is scary? What is, you know, what's the difference? What, what should they look for? Well, I think something would be something that you wouldn't normally do. Like, yes, all moms are going to be tired. (laughs) And still are. Ours are 20 and 18 now. I'm still tired. <laughs> oh my gosh, right? um, but, you know, so that's normal. But, like, for me, crying at a dog barking is, was not normal. Sure. Or, like, you know, having a breakdown over Target not having what I need. or something. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. that's not normal for me. Mm-hmm. So I think that's something to look for, something that's out of, you know, like you said, you never had nightmares. And then right. all of a sudden. Yeah. Yeah, you both said you had like weird night. Yeah, no, that's time. true. Yeah. yeah. Like I've never night. even, I never, I don't, I don't remember having those, but I've never even heard of that being like a, a warning almost, like a warning sign. Yeah. That, I okay, actually was watching. Not right. I think it's so funny. I watch Dr. Phil all the time. <clears throat> I love Dr. Phil. 
but it, it was a show that was talking about it. And one of the women on there was, yeah, like talking in her sleep, lashing out, sleepwalking, wow. like all that kind of stuff is, mm-hmm. right. you know. Well, and let's just talk about, I was thinking about this day. I mean, when you're pregnant, you can have so many different things that are going on with your body. Mm-hmm. You can have a great pregnancy or you can have a really hard pregnancy. Right. And you go through labor and delivery and all of that. And then you have to adjust and go through the baby phase. You're both wearing the same stinking diapers right? Mm-hmm. at the same time. Mm-hmm. Your body is not what it used to be mm-hmm. at all. You have all these emotions and hormones. So it's like that whole oh, – sorry. That whole <laughs> part of it, that's an adjustment in itself. Right. So I think mm-hmm. especially with your first one, you're just – Okay, like you said, going home from the hospital. Okay, what are we doing? Right. Well, what are we supposed to do every day, all day? Mm-hmm. And so I think if you are having symptoms or even just thoughts of that are just harmful to yourself, harmful to the baby, mm-hmm. anywhere sure. close to that, obviously that's a warning, like a warning sign. But just different things, like you said, with the sleeping, like. I never knew that that would be, mm-hmm. but that's good to know. Like, that's a good thing to look for. Right. right. I never had those, but. I also want to touch on what you said, <clears throat> you know, because of how I said, like, having a miscarriage, that messes up your hormones. <laughs> mm-hmm. But so does having uh, a scheduled C-section. Because if you think 100%. about, like, oh, yeah. when you go into labor, 100%. your body starts right. doing right what it's supposed to do exactly. in quotation marks. Mm-hmm. But when you have a scheduled mm-hmm. C-section. Yeah. Right. Or induced. Right. I was induced. mm -hmm. So that was another, yeah, you're right. right. Your body doesn't know what's going, like, so again, Mm -hmm. your hormones, Mm -hmm. like, to me, that should be like an immediate follow up because. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Right. Your body doesn't know what to do with that. Agreed. This, uh, having Emily on the podcast started on one fateful night, uh, (laughs) in Target. I was coming out and she was just pulling up with the kids. And so I jumped in her car. And, As you do. And, well, <laughs> yeah, I really right? don't. That's something I never do. My but son I, was like, Mom. <laughs> well, we, we did like chit chat for like 20 seconds. And then you were like, yeah. and so then I hopped in so mm-hmm. she could park. But, mm-hmm. you know, I mentioned how the hardest thing for me going from one to two was the fact that you don't, as a, as a man, you don't get the emotional reset. You know, that when you're pregnant, you share hormones and you know this child. Mm-hmm. You know, you hand me Bella night one and I'm like, wow, she's crying just like Joe cried. And this is terrible and it's never going to end. And I, mm-hmm. I don't know this kid. You know, I still mm-hmm. don't think I know her. No, I'm just kidding. But, <laughs> and you said, but that's what it felt like for me mm-hmm. that I didn't know this kid. And, mm-hmm. that, and, and I, what am I, and I, to me, like that was horrible for mm-hmm. me. Like one to two. You know, and this yeah. isn't about men tonight, but men go through this. Absolutely. You know, I, 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 it was so difficult. Well, add in the guilt of I'm the mom. I'm supposed to have mm-hmm. this. Right. Mm-hmm. Like that to me, the guilt that must go with it is, is got to be exponentially traumatizing. The guilt of that, but also along <clears throat> with having. <coughs> A second kid and you feel guilty that you're not giving them the attention that you used to mm-hmm. give them mm-hmm. when they were an only child. And now you have this baby that you have to take care of all the time and your kid's two and a half. What do they really understand of, okay, mommy has to go feed the baby now or mommy has to go put the baby down for a nap. And that guilt too, it's just, it's such, it's a hard balance. Mm-hmm. And like you said, when your kids, <clears throat> when your baby is born, 
it's great if you feel a connection right away. I don't know how many women actually do. I definitely did not with my second. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's it's hard. Yeah. And you mentioned that night in the door. It sounds so weird. You mentioned in the Target parking lot. <laughs> they, somebody asked you about having more kids or whatever. Oh, yeah. It was the woman that I usually see to go donate blood. She'd asked me how the kids were and how old they were. And she said, do you want to have any more? And I said, no, no, no. I had way too bad of postpartum depression. And she goes, you were the first person to ever say that to me. Wow. Hmm. To admit that. And Hmm. she said, I feel like people need to say that more. Mm -hmm. And I said, I agree with you. (laughs) Because people, no matter what age you are, people will pressure you to have kids. Sure. Right. Yes. Like mm-hmm. a lot. And I think if you're just upfront with them and upfront with yourself, like, no, I'm okay. I went through that hard time. Don't want to do it again. I'm good. So it's, yeah, I, she was so almost like blown away that I admitted that. Hmm. But, but I think we like, that's a wall that needs <laughs> to get torn down. Mm-hmm. Cause I mean, I can also remember way back then not wanting to ask for help because i was like well i did this i made this person (laughs) and then i added a second one Mm -hmm. oh and then i added Mm -hmm. a third one right on top like Mm -hmm. just you know and feeling like i shouldn't ask for help yeah and that's because this is what you chose right yeah and i should be able to do it and handle it and right Da, 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 da. You know, like, mm-hmm. well, and that goes back to my question of what's baby blues versus postpartum depression. I think if you even ask the question, you should ask for help. Mm-hmm. You know, for let, sure. let somebody, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. tell you, like, you know, <clears throat> what somebody say you're soft? Okay. You know, yeah. I, I think I would much rather, you know, nine people ask for help when they don't really need it than one person not ask for help. Absolutely. That mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I was also have like I think I was more anxiety because mm-hmm. I I was also very irritable. But mm-hmm. then like when you again I didn't know yeah. Speaking of courageous, yeah, God bless. Um, but you know, their depression anxiety can be cousins, and so there mm-hmm. it was very even going into therapy. It was something that we talked about in the very beginning and how similar. And I, I just knew I was like something's wrong. I just need someone else professionally at this point. I'm not of any kind of clear mind to mm-hmm. sort this through. Mm-hmm. Like pl- some, there's something here. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so yeah, so anxiety also can can. And I keep hearing that more and depression more. too. Instead of just mm-hmm. postpartum depression, is postpartum anxiety. Yes. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Which again, I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. it's. I've had anxiety a little bit of, in my life, and I postpartum anxiety just i can't even imagine going through that so yes speak up for sure and i think a lot of this comes down to comparing yourself you know with other parents with other moms Mm. you know and like you like you even said your family was close Mm -hmm. and you had lots of help Mm -hmm. you know and it's like okay great so it's still hard Mm -hmm. oh yeah you know and so you think like it may it's almost worse because you're like, oh, look at all this help I have. And yet I'm still so upset. Mm-hmm. And, and I think it's just so important to just know what you're feeling and know mm-hmm. how you're feeling mm-hmm. and, and to get that help and not compare yourself to other people because we are all different. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the running joke in my one of the running jokes in my family when Mary Lynn was six and the oldest of four kids. And my mother said to her, Mary Lynn, please, you are not a child. 
you know. <laughs> now, my mom felt zero guilt. I mean, she just was just like, look, I'm going to keep moving forward. I don't know. <laughs> but so what if you have one or if you have six or you have four, you whatever, you feel the way you feel. Yeah. Let's look at, um, once again, we've done some good research here at the table. Um, I will show you that these are things we've looked up. What is the source? <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> I never cite sources. But the <laughs> symptoms, this is on page two, of postpartum depression, common symptoms are extreme sadness. Fair. You can tell me like if you think they should or should not be here. Crying. Mood swings. Did you guys experience mood swings or was it all just kind of? Because mm-hmm. that surprises me. Mood swings. Yes. Like I would think, you think it would just be, it would all just be constant. <laughs> just swung yeah, the one way. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> getting irritated easily. Yes. And not being interested in your baby. Mm-hmm. Then you may also have extreme tiredness. Well, okay. Like, of course. Like, right. what's extreme tiredness? Be, yeah. That's but a given. <laughs> changes in <laughs> sleep. There you go, Rachel. Mm-hmm. Anxiety. Difficulty doing daily activities such as showering. Mm hmm. Worrying too much about your baby without good reason. Mm-hmm. Huh. So it's almost extreme indifference or extreme obsession. Mm-hmm. Obsession. Mm-hmm. Hopeless, not good enough, guilty about any of these feelings. Would you add any? I mean, just like how we talked about changes in sleep. And on here it says sleeping too much or sleeping too little. But. Sorry. But like I I said, like talking in your sleep, lashing out in your sleep, yeah. walking in your sleep, you know, that you don't normally do. And that eventually just went away for you. Yes. I think once. Um, once the dogs went away. Aww. I mean, once again, for me, what really helped was stringing together like good chunks of sleep. Mm-hmm. And our kids were thankfully all of them were good. It's like by six or eight weeks they would slept through the night oh okay it's a huge difference well, i just yeah. remember yeah. like joe could sleep through a nuclear attack yes <laughs> and like a, a moth would fly by two streets away and bella would be like oh we're getting up is everything cool yeah. like you know we had, literally i would drop joe into the crib and bella you had to push hard on the mattress mm-hmm. to slip your hands out mm-hmm. underneath and then she would army up. crawl out of the room yes. and uh-huh. you know have extra binkies laying around so she could find one if she awesome. lost hers but she didn't sleep through right. the night. And like, they eventually got it, right? Right. Like the Aww. darkness was only two months. I, w- I always call the first two months of like a child. Like I see any parent, I'm just like, you see her in the darkness? Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, yeah, you know. <laughs> now we did with ours. Did you guys have um, like a bassinet in your room, mm-hmm. like with you when the yeah. babies came home? Or did you I, start with the crib? No. Okay. We, I am such a light sleeper. And I knew, especially with Blake, like I knew that if he slept in the room with us. I would constantly, like, if I heard him even just make a weird noise in yes. his sleep. Oh, he needs something. What is wrong? Like, yep. I knew. So I, he went down the hall. Obviously, we had, like, a video camera, sound camera, or a sound machine and everything. And why do I keep hitting this? Because that's too right Italian, in front of you. Too Italian. I talk with my hands too much. Um, He slept down the hall. And he honestly was, he was good that way. He didn't sleep great. But... It was, I got better sleep that yes. way because yeah, I wasn't yeah, yeah. in the room with us. Mm-hmm. She did. Yeah. But you're right. Like there was, you, yes. Sometimes you just survive. And there was times where I'm like, I, she'll just sleep on me. So I would mm-hmm. kind of sit up on the bed and 
I remember watching like pole kinks at four in the morning or something. Oh, <laughs> please. It was whatever, Golden Girls. Right? And I you know it. was Golden Girls too. <laughs> but yeah, the one night, but then you're afraid to fall asleep because she's, yeah. but I was like, mm. but she's sleeping. So again, yeah. it's, uh, it's always the, as a, you know, you're always pointing everybody ahead of you. Mm-hmm. That, that's that. I felt still that. Do it, I felt absolutely. that pull. I mean, I agree with you that, you know, we had the bassinet right next to me. And every little noise, I was like, what, right, what, what, what? Mm-hmm. But at the same so time, I couldn't put the baby in the nursery. Like, yeah, I had to right. have them yeah. near me mm-hmm. until they were, like, sleeping mm-hmm. more through the night. But, sure. yeah, like, the six-week mark, it was like, pew, yeah. you're out well, of here. Well, and I'm sure – don't take offense. I won't. I'm sure when Joe was little, they did not have the – the video cameras no. and all of that yet. No. So. Yeah, that's a good point. And, <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, we had we had monitors. Remember our one monitor? We could pick up what the neighbors were saying across mm-hmm. the street. Oh. It was really weird. Oh, it was really weird. We thought somebody was in the room weird with Joe. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yes. We could hear, like, the husband's voice in Joe's room. Oh, through, And it yes, was we were like, scary. what's happening? But whatever. Who just um, had a nightmare about that? I don't know. Well, that's not a really good point in the podcast. No, Sorry. it's not. <laughs> oh, it was from Are You uh, Butterflies or Ninjas? The Nightmare the Guy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we just had the sound monitor. And yeah. Then, yeah. So I could definitely understand not wanting to put the baby that far away. Yeah. I feel in like. The beginning. I mean, our kids, again, Joe's 20 and Bella's 18. There's been like a lot of advancements and baby gear mm-hmm. and stuff. I, I almost said MRIs. We didn't, um, we didn't have like ultrasounds. They actually look like babies now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The 3D I mean, ones. Yeah. Like they look yeah. like clouds I have still things. never seen any of my children in the ultrasounds. I was just like, oh yeah, it looks great. <laughs> yes, huh? Nope. All right. Um, <laughs> wait, I wanted to say one thing that we did that was weird and maybe it's not even that good, but we made a deal like, cause she was nursing like the way I said that. Um, and there was, you know, sometimes they say, oh, it's good for the husband to get up and be there with you and experience mm. it and all that stuff. She's like, mm. you don't need to do that. Mm. And so I would sleep so that at least I had rest. Sure. And then the deal we made was once they were out, of, once they were done nursing or out of the room, I would always get up first. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like after the nursing days were done, I was on duty. Mm-hmm. And if it was, you know, if it got to a point where I couldn't do something, then I would go get her. But like she could live for, Okay, there's going to be a time yeah. where I will sleep. Yeah. You know, because my schedule was so variable, mm-hmm. it right. wasn't like, oh, I got to be at the office. So I do remember there were times that you were super helpful. You would go in and get the baby, change their diaper, and oh, yeah, bring them to nothing, me. But, right. And so then fall I could, asleep. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. But yeah, that deal, because I remember being like, you know, when they finally go to the big boy bed, mm-hmm. you know, or they're having nightmares or they're having whatever else, like, you know, it's years later. And I'm still paying off those first six weeks <laughs> mm-hmm. of her being the first one to get up. Right. But happy to do it. Yeah. Well, because nursing's a whole other ball of wax. Mm-hmm. That's there another podcast. But it's a but lot. A lot of guilt in that as well. Like um, those who don't nurse yeah. or when nursing you stop is nursing. Right. Which is so stupid. Yeah. Just feed your baby. That's another thing. Yes, a fed baby is a That's another thing, baby. too. Yeah. With Brody, I just could not. The milk was just not. Yeah. There. So I didn't. And Matt, just like you said, we would kind of do every other feedings, mm-hmm. which was mm-hmm. nice. Thank the Lord. Cause I knew, okay, I'm going to feed first and then I got a good sleep till the third feed if mm-hmm. it even happened. Right. Um, but I was so depressed with Blake. I had no, mm-hmm. I didn't want to do it. Yeah. yeah. 
Because it's a lot. Mm-hmm. It's it a is. lot to breastfeed. I mean, it's yeah. <laughs> just when you finish, you feel like you get yeah. a, a little bit of a reprieve and you're back at it. It was, you yeah, know, if you're I, not, and then you have to much. pump at night yeah. and just Let me tell you. so. <laughs> yeah. Breast pumps. It changes everything. I yeah. mean, that's honestly, that it's not pretty. Those that changes everything for a husband. Um, wait, two things. Um, you poor husbands. Oh, uh, you have no idea. You know, let's talk about it. <laughs> Which, wait, I was going to say something, but I forget what it was. Oh, it fell out of your head. Oh, no, wait, I know. Uh, under the symptoms column, I thought of another one that was just, I mean, maybe it's just a sign of being overly tired, but there were mm. times in the morning that I, literally could not remember if i had nursed him mm. nurse joe in the middle of the night or not and mm. but yet i knew i would have had to have because he was only yeah. a month old oh i'm sure that's lack of sleep yeah. but i oh, yeah. like <laughs> literally couldn't remember it because sure. you're supposed to do like which side and now they have an app for that we didn't have apps oh. back in the day <clears throat> like but you put a hair tie on the wrist that you just, just did, it did so oh, that you right. knew to start on the other side, like different yeah. little things like that. And it would be on the same side. And then I would cry because I didn't know, oh, did I not feed my baby? And it was just, I should know. You right. Know, it's all the, yeah. Women who are yourself. listening who have not had children, I hope we are not. It's wonderful. <laughs> Talking you out of it. You should definitely it try it. It really, really is. Yeah. yeah. Give it, it time. Give it time. But I go back to my point, like, <laughs> It's the most special and the most difficult and the most common, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. like, yeah. you know, in the dark, you know, in the dark ages, babies, well, it wasn't babies really were worth born. It, people wouldn't keep having right. babies. Mm-hmm. I guess. <laughs> well, <laughs> and I think, I think it's also. Well, sometimes it just happens. Good for <laughs> women. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, mom's mad. <laughs> <laughs> My face is so hot. Um. But for women to support women and to yeah. be that good friend, the mm-hmm. one that comes over and sees the laundry and helps mm-hmm. you fold it, right. and they, they go, oh, honey, you didn't get to that yet. Or like, right, you just do it. Or yeah. absolutely yeah. not to come over when you don't want anybody to come over or, mm-hmm. you know, to be that friend mm-hmm. that says, hey, are you OK? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, absolutely. Or, you know, can I take the baby so you can take a nap or mm-hmm. like something or can i clean your house because you just want to sleep and the baby's sleeping right like, so many things we yeah. have all these experiences that you know it could benefit others to help mm-hmm. step into that gap yeah no and, and that's something i kind of wanted to to finish our time on was what can moms do and you just mentioned a few things quickly but like specifically like checking in on like just checking mm-hmm. in on the emotions mm-hmm. identify like w- what would you encourage other moms because you want them to so often you hear them like well they've got to figure it out and but you all said like i could have used a phone call but you, mm-hmm. you know we don't want to intrude mm-hmm. you know right. and, and, and it's it's so, it's so often it's like the the few moms that are listening to this that probably shouldn't be the ones reaching out or the ones who are going to be like oh they said we should always reach out <laughs> yeah. but like what like how, how should they do? How should how can moms be more loving to new moms? Is my question for the table. Mm. I, I think a sim- something as simple as saying you are this is normal, or, or just like it is okay to mm-hmm. feel what you're feeling, or just joining you. Like Absolutely. I know that's so simple, but it's sometimes because mm-hmm. you we mm-hmm. put this pressure and, and you know, I'm supposed to be doing this, or oh man, I messed up. It, it, I don't know. For at least for me, like mm-hmm. it just would have been helpful. To say that or even getting ahead of it. And again, I know 
hindsight's twenty twenty. but maybe sure. saying like when you, maybe when you are pregnant to set up something like, Hey guys, you know, the mm-hmm. first week or, Hey, can you send me a text or I don't know, just maybe that's something to help too, to like, you know, yourself best, like maybe check in with husband or, you know, dad first and, you know, see, yeah. like get a barometer of how yeah. mom's doing, like how is she really doing? You know what I mean? <laughs> Cause like, right. you know, moms could say, Oh yeah, fine. Oh, Everything's yeah. fine. Meanwhile, yeah, you know, there, you know, Eric had to just step in and just go one time, a couple times, just, I I, I have her go, mm-hmm. go lay down. And yeah. I'm like, but, 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 yeah. nope, nope. Mm-hmm. And I had, he had to do that. <clears throat> Otherwise, I just would have just kept so plugging good. through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But just knowing that you are, it's normal, like, and checking it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I think also having established those good relationships that it wouldn't be weird. Yes. Like it wasn't right. weird for me to text you and say like, yeah. Hey, what do you need? Or right. kind or whatever. Like, right. you know, you obviously wouldn't do that to a stranger, but you sure. should be building sure. good, strong relationships that it wouldn't be weird yeah. for me to call you and say like, mm-hmm. Hey, can, what can I do yeah. or something? What's this is a terrible analogy, but it's almost like the, the private, uh, detective or the undercover cop who goes into a prison, like you sort of want to set it up with the, the expectant mom. Hey, wh- how many, you know, you're going to go through some things and I'm going to be checking on you. Mm-hmm. You, know, you say mm-hmm. it then mm-hmm. so that like, no, right. I told you I was going to be checking in, you know, you gave me yes. permission to do this and, sure. and not to be forceful, but so the expectation is set, not to overly sure. focus on, right. I want to make sure you don't go through, you know, but yeah. to set up that expectations to prepare, like you guys are saying before, mm-hmm. rather than be reactionary right. after. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of the things you said, Amy, that I think makes... A, a good bit of sense, especially given the podcast, but to not only make sure that moms know that they're not alone, but also don't let them be alone. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like oh, yeah. it, they're not alone. Many people have gone through this and what you're going is very specific to you, right. mm-hmm. but not letting them be alone, like to, to be an ever present, you know, mm-hmm. help and offer. Um, you sure. said, you know, even like help clean the house, different things like that. Meals. I mean, is it a combination of like, we should ask ahead of time, but also make sure we offer after, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, cause you might think like, Oh, I'm going to need help cleaning the house. But then the baby's born and you're like, I don't want anybody in this house. Yeah. I mean, whoever your close circle is, mm-hmm. just whoever you feel comfortable with, like, okay, yes, that would be helpful or no, I'm good. Honestly, I don't need that. But if you're close enough to a person and they're saying no, but you really think that they do need it, step mm-hmm. in. Be stubborn. Just right. like check like in the on the husband and get <laughs> yeah. the inside intel. Yeah. Right. I mean, I myself was like that in the very beginning because I'm a stubborn person. Like what? I don't, <laughs> I don't like to ask for help. Mm-hmm. Right? And sometimes when I do ask for help and they don't do it right, sorry, I'm that person. Mm-hmm. Like I would just rather do it myself. Yes. And so know that. No, have your husband be like, well, she really could use the help, you know, Mm -hmm. just in a loving way, not like she's driving me crazy or I don't know what to do or, you know, just support. And I think to the husbands out there, I mean, I, you know, I've felt so much regret as we've gone through this. And I think of the mistakes (laughs) I made, many of them, but, you know, be the best dad and husband you can be. I mean, the roles have changed over the years, you know, Mm -hmm. where guys are so much more involved anyhow, Mm -hmm. you know, but make sure that you can competently say, no, I got him. 
you know, we're going to go, I'm going to take them for a while. Absolutely. And one thing we did, you know, during the trade days is I made sure that Rachel had girl comma friends that were praying for her, Mm -hmm. that were looking out for her, that Mm -hmm. were surprising her with gifts, whatever else. It's different kind of trauma, but you know, men, you have to make sure you're taking care of of your, of your bride Mm -hmm. as much as possible. And if it means talking behind your back, you talk behind your back because you don't know, you're not a medical professional. Mm -hmm. And so say like, Hey, is it crazy that she's this way? You know, or is this normal? Like, and it, and it sort of comes back to being open and honest and vulnerable in all our communication, Mm -hmm. you know, ask for help when you need it. Tell them you don't need the help. Don't listen to them if you know, if, exactly. and, and, and push through once. And then when the husband calls you and says, yeah, don't ever come over again. Okay. Then don't come <laughs> over again. So, but avoid the pop in, send oh, yeah. a yeah, text that, first. Mm-hmm. Yes. Don't just pop in on someone. Nobody likes to pop in. Nobody likes mm-hmm. to pop in. I have a gift mm-hmm. for the baby. And you're like, yeah, oh, and it's great. not what I want. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're in the middle of like sitting there with your breast pumps. <laughs> right. Like, great. Thanks. Back to the breast pumps. <laughs> just changes. I'm things. so sorry. <laughs> it's fascinating, by the way. But Emily, I am just so grateful that you would sit with us and we'd love for you to come back to talk about, uh, what was it? The breastfeeding episode we got locked and loaded. Well, there was a couple of issues. I never breastfed, so I'm not, I can't be. Oh, feeding, feeding. You fed your children. Of course. (laughs) They're good. They're good. They're healthy. (laughs) They're good. We just said the other day when our Jojo was in elementary school, Uh, the letters, we would once a year get a letter sent home from the health center nurse's office, whatever you want to call it, saying that they would have to contact CPS if his BMI dropped any lower because he was so tall and thin. I guarantee my brother got that oh, same way. Oh, my God. <laughs> he really That's why your dad had to retire. They were like, <laughs> coming after his business. And we're like, clearly he's healthy. He oh eats all gosh. the foods. He, he was 99th percentile for head circumference and yeah. height and like 12th percentile for weight. He was gaining weight. He was just growing huh. faster. And we were like, oh, come on, nurse's office. Do better. Okay. Like, you, you can see. You are, though, right. also. Yeah, but I think they had to, well, like, it's a legally form. send a document oh, home. Like a mandated reporter. Yes. Oh we turned gosh. them orange with some carrots once. <laughs> we did with the baby, the orange baby foods. Like yeah. the sweet potatoes, carrots. He was a yeah. very orange <laughs> color. I remember the strawberry oh uh, reaction on his bump. He did oh, a whole episode yeah. on diaper rash. Gosh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, okay. Wait. All right. All right. So that is it for episode 204. But on a special note, seriously, if you are out there and having any Mm -hmm. negative thoughts, any suicide thoughts, the hotline is 988. Crazy. Reach out and contact. three numbers. 988. Mm -hmm. Yes. Please take it seriously. Uh, Please make sure to give us a like or follow on social media and visit us at lunchtimeinrome.com. While there, take our relational needs questionnaire. Thanks for joining us at the table for nope. l- uh, lunchtime in Rome. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Yes, because I have to spray stinky spray. If he was hitting on Rachel mm. or if he was hitting on me, <laughs> I didn't write like for a good time. I'm pretty mm. sure one out of four pregnancies will end in abortion. Oh, dear. Because that's right Italian. in front of you. <laughs> Breast pumps. That changes everything. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's... We didn't have apps ah. back in the day. Well, mom's mad.